Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Truth with Susie Ann. And this is your host, Susie Ann. Welcome to another special episode where we speak about another annual Shabbat. Now, this annual Shabbat is the sixth of the seven annual Shabbats. And this one is the Feast of Tabernacles. It's actually the third feast that is kept in the autumn season in the seventh month, Ethanim. So other names for Feast of Tabernacles is a Feast of Booths and um, Feast of Ingathering. In Hebrew, it's called Sukkoth. And it's between Ethanim 15th to Ethanim 21st. You can find it in, in scripture in Leviticus 23 verses 33 to 43. That's a lot of threes there. So let's begin. The feast was a seven day long feast. Beginning on the 15th day of the seventh month. A weekly Shabbat and ending on the 21st, the preparation day, as I said before. It leads up to the next seventh day Shabbat, which is regarded as the last great day and is the official end to the Feast of the Year. Feast of Tabernacles was not just for the Israelites. It is a Thanksgiving celebration for all people through all time. And I quote, you shall keep it as a feast to Yahuwah for seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. That's Leviticus 23 verse 41 from the New King James Version. There are references in scripture to the early messianics keeping the feasts. Acts 18 verses 21 being only one example. Apostolic messianics, those who had direct spiritual descent from the apostles, kept all the feasts, including the Feast of Tabernacles, for centuries. Both Polycarp of Smyrna, who was taught by John the Apostle himself, and Methodius, of Olympus taught that the feasts were still binding on messianics. Only as paganism entered the church in Rome and began extending its baleful influence did the feasts come to be set aside by the Church of Rome. Anti-Semitism played a big part in the rejection of Yahuwah's holidays by the paganized Christians. John Chrysostom a saint in the Roman Catholic Church stated in AD 387, The festivals of the pitiful and miserable Jews are soon to march upon us one after the other and in quick succession. The Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Fasts. There are many in our ranks who say they think as we do. Yet some of these are going to watch the festivals and others will join the Jews in keeping their feasts and observing their fasts. 
I wish to drive this perverse custom from the church right now. Now that the Jewish festivals are close by and at the very door, if I should fail to cure those who are sick with the Judaism disease, I am afraid that because of their ill-suited association and deep ignorance, some Christians may partake in the Jews' transgressions. Once they have done so, I fear my homilies will be in vain. If the Jewish ceremonies are venerable and great, ours are lies. Does Elohim hate their festivals and do you share in them? He did not say reject this or that festival, but all of them together. And that's John Chrysostom Homily the First. This is uh, against the Jews. This is one five four five and a two. Preach at Antioch in Syria in the fall of AD three eight seven. Now true Kodeshims, which means set apart ones, who did not apostatize under the Greek falling away, warned of by Paul, adhere to all the biblical feasts. One of the Polycarp's disciples was Polycrates of Ephesus. One victor, the Roman bishop, wanted to move the Passover celebration to the pagan Easter. Polycrates protested in a letter sent to Victor. As for us, then, the Asian churches, we keep the day without tampering with it, neither adding or subtracting. For indeed in Asia great luminaries have fallen asleep, such as shall rise again on the day of Yahusha's appearing, when he comes with glory from heaven to seek out all his saints. Philip, one of the twelve apostles who was fallen asleep, John too, he who leant back on Yahusha's breast, he has fallen asleep at Ephesus. Moreover, Polycarp too at Smyrna, both bishop and martyr, these all observe the 14th day for the Pashka, which is Passover, according to the gospel, in no way deviating therefrom, but following the rule of faith. And moreover, I also, Polycrates, do according to the tradition. And that's coming from the second century Christianity, page 82. The emphasis is applied. Polycrates soon sealed his convictions with his blood, for as quoted by Eusebius, he said, Better people than I have said, we must obey Elohim rather than men. And that's the history of the church, page 172. Now, Feast of Tabernacles, the great festival of rejoicing and thanksgiving, is specifically mentioned in scripture as being observed in the new earth. In a prophecy that foretells the earth made new, the Bible states, And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king, Yahuwah of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. 
That's coming from Zechariah 14, verses 16 from the New King James Version. Let all who would honor their Redeemer gather at this time to keep the Feast of Tabernacles and give thanks to Him, who laid aside His glory to die for sinners, that they, repentant, forgiven, and cleansed, could be one with Him. As Polycarp was a disciple of John and kept the feast, it is a logical conclusion that he learned to keep the feast from John himself. In his formative young years, Polycarp was acquainted with several who had learned directly from Yahusha while he was on earth. And here are the guidelines for the feast. The feast is to be kept seven days, with the first day only being a holy convocation. And that's coming from Leviticus 23 verses 34 to 35 and also Deuteronomy 16 verses 13 to 15. Number two, you shall dwell in booths for seven days. Leviticus 23 verses 42. Number three, there will be punishment for those who do not come up to the feast. And that's coming from Ze Zechariah 14, verses 16 to 19. And the last one, every day from the first day to the last day, the law of Elohim must be read. And that's coming from Nehemiah 8, verses 18. The other related verses to this feast are coming from Numbers 29, verses 12, Deuteronomy 16, verses 13 to 15, Deuteronomy 16, verses 16 to 17, 2 Chronicles 8, verses 13, Ezra 3, verses 4, Nehemiah 8, verses 14 to 18, Ezekiel 45, verse 25. Zechariah 14, verses 16 to 19, St. John 7, verse 2, 8, and 14, and Revelation 20, verses 4 to 6. Now, I hope you learned a lot and now understand the importance of Sukkot and know that we are supposed to celebrate it as well. It is not just a Jewish festival, but a festival for all all of Elohim's people. Thank you again for listening and until next time. To check out more of my stuff or to contact me, you can reach me at Facebook at Little Space Kaleidoscope Space Girl or on Instagram at Little underscore Kaleidoscope underscore Girl or on Wattpad at Kaleidoscope the Pen or on my blog on WordPress at Little Kaleidoscope Girl with no spaces. Thank you for tuning in.